We've been looking at uh, five secrets, if you would, of contentment. And as I already read and already shared with you, the focus today is I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Um, Biblical contentment is uh, both a virtue, but it is, uh, well, it's a commandment as well. And um, we're ordered to be content with just the basic necessities. Uh, The Holman Bible Dictionary defines contentment as an internal uh, satisfaction which does not demand changes in external circumstances. Um, We have looked at three of the secrets of contentment. And number one, a contented person is secure in God's providence. You know, God works everything according to the counsel of his own will, and so we need to be secure in God's providence. Number two, a contented person is satisfied with their circumstance, be it good or be it bad. And then a contented person we looked at last week is not a victim, but is a victor. Is a victor living above his or her circumstances. Now today, a contented person is strengthened by the power of Jesus Christ. Contented person is strengthened by the power of Jesus Christ. You know, as Christians, uh, we are uh, not self-sufficient. We sing the song, the arm of flesh may fail you. And it does, it can, and it will. But rather, instead of being self-sufficient, we should be what I've labeled it as Christ-sufficient, And that's really what the Apostle Paul is saying in Philippians 4.13 when he says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Now, what does that really mean? Now, let's look at the context. Back up just a little bit. Philippians 4.11 and 12. Not that I speak in respect of want. I've learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased. Boy, you sure experienced that. And I know how to abound everywhere and in all things I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and and, uh, suffer need. Uh, Paul clearly knew that God really was the one who held the circumstances in his hand. Uh, But, you know, one of the things that uh, is interesting is that uh, God is much more interested in changing Paul. And he's much more interested in changing us uh, than... uh, He is in relationship to how he does it. Uh, This is still his desire for his children. We're told in Romans chapter 8 and verse 29 that his desire is to conform us to the image of Christ. And so he's not so much interested in changing our circumstances as he is as changing us. And a lot of times he uses circumstances. You think through your life. Uh, Some of the changes for the good in your life have come, I would bet, I'd speculate, during times of 
difficulties and trials. It's been true in my life. And likely it's been true in your life as well. You know, um, Romans 12, 2, we're told, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. God wants to transform us. Uh, for the most part, uh, we don't grow unless we're pushed to do so. Uh, we're satisfied for the most part with the status quo. Um, I don't know uh, about you, but I don't like change. Uh, I don't like change. I, I eat about the same uh, foods. Uh, I have the same probably seven outfits that I like to wear on Sunday, and I don't like to go outside of that. Occasionally add a new one when the old one uh, wears out. Um, I got a newer one now because the old one just didn't, didn't do it anymore. Um, you know, I... I'll go to the same gas station. <laughs> I eat the same fast food. Don't like change. Don't like change. I, I decided to change a restaurant this week. And I told my wife, I am going to finally go. I've heard good things about this restaurant. So I'm going to go there. And I did. There was no cars in the lot. <laughs> so evidently the restaurant is closed, or at least it was closed on that day. I'm not sure... <laughs> about what? But I'd, I'd, I'd been sitting, usually Lynn and I try and go out to breakfast at McDonald's on Saturday, and I'd heard some people lauding this restaurant, and I've heard about it through the years. It had been there for quite some time, but we don't usually like change, and so God has to bring things into our life, and that's what he's concerned about. Um, uh, he is much more inst interested in changing us through circumstances, and uh, Paul certainly learned that. Uh, Paul learned that the secret of uh, his sufficiency was solely in the Savior. Uh, as believers, we are linked to Christ's life and his power that resides in us through the Holy Spirit. Christ's sufficiency is available to us who learn to lean. Now, if you have your hymnals, uh, I want you to take them and turn with me to uh, the little uh, song called um, Learning to Lean, and that is 567, 567 in your hymnal. 500, I'm getting in there, 65, 67. Uh, it says, uh, the, the chorus says, learning to lean, learning to lean. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. And then it says this, finding more power than I ever dreamed. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. The second stanza says, there's glorious victory each day now for me. As I dwell in his presence so serene. He helps me with each task, if only I ask. Every day now, I'm learning to lean. Uh, we truly need to learn to lean on Jesus. I'm thinking of, of John chapter 15. John chapter 15, down in verse 4 and 5, uh, we're challenged. It's, abide in me. 
and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. Christians who think that they can go through their life without leaning on Jesus are going to find it a difficult road to hoe. I am the vine, Jesus says in verse 5 of John chapter 15, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. And then it says this, without me ye can do nothing. Without the Lord Jesus Christ, you can do nothing lasting for the kingdom of God. Paul is simply saying to Christians, your strength relies in your relationship with me. Uh, He spoke from experience. Uh, We see that Paul found his contentment uh, in the strength of Jesus Christ, and we need to find it there too. When, When we've exhausted, there's another song that's when we've exhausted our resources. Man, oh man, human resources can be exhausted. In short, Paul was content because he was sustained by divine power of the indwelling Holy Spirit. And he had learned to lean. He'd learned to lean on Jesus Christ in difficult circumstances. And there is for you and for me, there is power available in Jesus Christ if we learn to lean on him. Uh, turn with me, a very familiar illustration, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, 7 through 10. So we get to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, in verse 7, we see uh, the, the Apostle Paul is, is going to the Lord Jesus Christ as, as we should. It says this. It says, uh, and, uh, and it says, and lest I should be exalted above measure, because there was a whole bunch of the New Testament that God had revealed to the Apostle Paul. He's written a great deal of the New Testament. And here's what he says, lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. Now, I don't believe that that was a literal thorn, but it was a physical problem. We know that for sure. Now, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, uh, to, to beat me up, to smack me up, lest I should be exalted above measure. And, and he did the right thing. He says, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice. He said, God, take it away from me. And he said unto me, now look at this. My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Human weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest on me. And then he goes on to say, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmity. 
in reproach, in necessity, in persecution, in distress for Christ's sake, because then look what he says. He says in verse 10, For when I am weak, then am I strong. What is that? God came through the power of the Holy Spirit to his aid and he strengthened him. Let me share with you what I've learned as I go through when I'm studying a sermon. I like to do the word studies. I like to find out what my uh, Greek New Testament says. I like to find out um, uh, what the, 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 the underlying words say. And it starts out with, I can do. Now, that's three words in English. However, it is one Greek word. It's one Greek word because the New Testament was written in Greek. And it means to be strong, to have strength, ability, power, uh, both physical and moral. And so hence, I have strength, ability, and power, both physically and morally. Not in his own self, but through Christ. I can do all things through Christ, it says. And then I want to look at all things. It's critical to understand that all things is not a blank check. I can do whatever I want. Don't translate it that way. I can do whatever I want through Christ with strength. No, no, no. You can't do whatever you want. It's not what it's saying. It does, it's not saying I can do anything I can dream up. I can do everything, anything I want to. Uh, that's not what it's saying. The context indicates that he's speaking about the challenges, the difficulties, and the trials of life. When Paul says, I can do all things through Christ... He is referring to whatever Christ's will is, whatever the Lord allows in my life, whatever Christ allows in my life or whatever Christ has for me to do, he will empower me to do it. The Bible says faithful is he that calleth you who will also do it. Or in other words, he'll give you the power to do it if he calls you to a task to do it. With Christ's enablement, we can live above difficult circumstances. We can be victorious over sin. We can do what God has called us to do. That's the all things that is in focus here. Not just doing whatever we want to do. Not at all. Now, I like the phrase, which strengtheneth me. Uh, this is the word that means to pour power into, to pour power into. And I was trying to, to think of, of that uh, when I got my um, uh, Goldwing motorcycle out to ride in the spring. Uh, I'd had it on a trickle charger all winter. But I went to start it and it went, ugh, ugh. And then it went, click, click, click. <laughs> so how am I going to start the Goldwing? Well, uh, I have a little battery pack 
that sits in my office in case there's a car in the parking lot that won't start. I also keep jumper cables here, but I took my little battery pack there and I clipped the two things on uh, my Goldwing and guess what happened? That battery pack poured power into the battery of the Goldwing and I went and hit the thing and uh, the Goldwing's got more power than it needs, but it's got a six-cylinder engine in it and uh, uh, 1,500 cc's. So uh, it started up and really goes, and that's really what it's talking about. It was as if I had a pair of jumper cables that were attached to Christ, Paul is saying, and attached to him and put voltage into Paul, kept Paul going. You know, there is enablement available to Christians, but you need to be living in fellowship with God. If you're on a sidetrack, if you're living for the devil, if you're not living in fellowship with God, you know, you're not going to have the power available for you there uh, because uh, you're not connected to the vine. You need to be connected to the jumper cables. And so you need to make sure that you're living in fellowship with God. Because when you're living in fellowship with God, uh, there is power available to you. Isaiah talks about this power. And we read about it in Isaiah 40 and verse 29 through 31. It says, he giveth power to the faint. And boy, oh boy, I can think of the times where uh, I've, as the song says, reached the end of my hoarded resources. You know, we do have some resources, but <laughs> it can go quickly. And when we've reached the end of our hoarded resources, what then? Well, if we're in fellowship with the Lord, he giveth power to the faint. It goes on to say in Isaiah, and them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Now, not only does he increase strength, but he increases wisdom. I remember a very challenging time in my life and I'm, I'm thinking, how am I going to be able to survive this for my wife? And at that time, I just had two children. And God brought good things to my mind. He brought a way of escape that allowed me to be able to bear it. And he will do the same for you when you're living in fellowship with him. He'll put the jumper cables on. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. And then this is the part where we know quite well. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 30. For even... Youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall utterly fall. But, man, this is a big but. They that wait upon the Lord 
They are looking for the Lord for his direction, asking the Lord for his direction, asking the Lord for his strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings uh, as eagles. Uh, They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. It wasn't an eagle, but one of my great-granddaughters, a very Irish name, Isla. We have a lot of Irish in our family. We're driving to her first birthday party in Burlington, being held at my son's place. And Linda pointed out, here is this large bird with a wingspan, just soaring, not flapping, just soaring, catching the wind and just soaring. And that's the picture here that we have. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. You know, eagles wings, they have a broad wingspan and all they have to do is catch the wind and they soar. You know, when we come into the times that are difficult for us, we need to trust the Lord. We need to wait upon the Lord. Uh, It has to be upon his timetable. And yet, when we catch the wings of the Lord, he will soar us through the challenge. And we'll come out on the other side. Paul was content to rely upon the power of Christ. Uh, He was not uh, relying uh, on his resident abilities. He wasn't relying on the vigor of his body and his mind. I mean, you just figure that. How did Paul make it through when uh, he had been beaten with rods? How did he make it through when he was stoned and left for dead? How did he make it through two years chained to a Roman soldier 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 and a quarter days a year? You know what? it's, It's very clear what was going on. He was strengthened by the power of Christ to see him through. You know, we need to follow that path. It was in the strength that was given by the Lord Jesus Christ. By Christ's strength, he was enabled to bear the cold. You think about his life. He's able to bear the thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet him. He was able to bear the fatigue. He was able to bear the hunger. He was able to bear the beatings. And he met temptations and persecutions by the strength of the Lord. And he had the strength to perform his arduous duties If you'll remember, the Apostle Paul was under attack from 
outside the church and also inside the church. And I can tell you what it's like to be under attack from inside the church. And I know what it's like to be attacked from outside the church as well. And I'm thankful for the strength that the Lord Jesus Christ gives because the Lord Jesus Christ is the great evener in all these things. And again, as we said last week, he is able to make us the victor and not the victim. I refuse to be a victim. You should refuse to be a victim. You know, um, I can learn from the Apostle Paul, and so can you. We need not sink under any trial. There is one who can strengthen us, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. We need not yield to temptation. There is one who can make a way of escape for us. We need not be harassed and vexed and tormented with improper thoughts and unholy desires. There is one who can enable us to banish such thoughts from our mind and restore a right balance to the affections of our soul. We need not dread what is to come. Trials, temptations, poverty, want, persecution may wait for us. The song, I don't know what I'll face tomorrow, but I know he holds my hand. I want you to think about that. We need not sink into despondency. At every step of life, Christ can strengthen us. The Bible says the steps of a good man are what? Ordered by the Lord. And he delighteth in his way. And he can bring us through triumphantly. <sighs> Friends, it's a blessing to be a Christian. It's a blessing. We'll be coming to the Lord's table in a little bit to remember what he's done for us and the price that he paid for us because it affords us with supernatural power. He can hook us up to the jumper cables and keep us going when we've reached the end, as the Bible, as the song says, when we've reached the end of our hoarded resources. Hmm. You see, what a friend we have in Jesus, amen? Um, you know, we have a friend who will never leave us nor forsake us, according to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 5. Uh, Christ is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. That's the illusion of Proverbs 18, verse 24. Uh, I'm reminded of the song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to him in prayer. 
Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to him in prayer. That's biblical. We have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but in all points was tempted like as we are yet without sin. So you know what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to come boldly to the throne of grace to find help in our time of need. Amen? Amen. If you have your hymnals again, 360. If I can find what I did with mine right here. Three hundred and sixty. Just the Lord brought so many of these songs to me this week as I was preparing this. It says, He giveth more grace when the burdens grow greater. See, God doesn't give us the grace beforehand. He gives it to us as we need it. He sendeth more strength when the labors increase. He addeth affliction, it says, to added affliction, he addeth his mercy to multiplied trials, his multiplied peace. Verse 2. When we have exhausted our store of endurance, when our strength has failed ere the day is half done, and I've had a few of those days. When we've reached the end, and I've quoted it several times in this message, when we've reached the end of our hoarded resources, our Father's full giving is only begun. His love has no limit. His grace has no measure. His power has no boundary known unto men. For out of his infinite riches in Jesus, he giveth and giveth. And Brian giveth again. That's our Lord. That's what's available. So when you've reached the end of your hoarded resources, you know that there is infinite power available to you. As I wrap things up before we come to the Lord's table, I'd remind you that while God's resources are available to his children, if you're living outside of the will of God, if you're living in unconfessed sin, those resources are, are blocked from you. As I've said on many occasions over the 44 years I've stood behind this sacred desk, the most miserable people in all the world that I've ever met are Christians who are living outside of fellowship with God. You cannot expect God to sustain you if you're living for the devil 
and yet you're a believer. That's why I encourage you all the time. If we confess our sins, what? He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When we live through God's power, when we live through God's strength, he will bring contentment to you as you live in fellowship with him. A contented person is hooked up to God's jumper cables. And when, and it happens, and it's happened several times recently, you go to start and it goes, click, 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 click. God has available to us as believers his strength. Let's pray.